remove your helmet and tell me your name. My name is Gladiator. Father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I will have my vengeance. Today I saw a slave become more powerful than the Emperor of Rome. They said you were a giant. I shall cheer for you. At my signal, unleash hell. Am I not merciful? What we do in life echoes in eternity. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the I'll See You in Hell podcast. My name is uh, Oliver. I'm here with my buddy, Nathan. Say hello, Nathan. Hello, Nathan. Uh, and this week, we're rejoined by our good friend, Chris, who's uh, come on to talk about one of his favorite movies. We are going to discuss the... Yeah, boo is right. Fuck you, Chris. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Hate you. Well, we'll keep fucking inviting you back. Hello. <laughs> Um, this this week we are talking about the 2000 classic Gladiator. This movie is directed by Ridley Scott. It stars uh, Russell Crowe, Joaquin Phoenix, Connie Nielsen, Richard Harris. Um, this is the summary of this film, and I think it's a pretty succinct one. Uh, a former Roman general sets out to exact, exact vengeance against a corrupt emperor who murdered his family and sent him into slavery. So okay. that's the uh, synopsis of this film. So Nathan, let's have you lead it off with mm. your impressions of this um, this classic. I mean, Go ahead. I remember loving it when it came out for sure. Right. Oh, I mean, I'm, again, I'm, I'm, I'm listen. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna say it. Just hold on. Let me just say this. No. Any preference? No. If you poo-poo this movie, movie, you are not a man. You 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 get your man card revoked. <laughs> well, hold on. First off, who knows what I identify as? So <laughs> oh, that me. is true. So, number one. Number two <laughs> is. Number two is. Uh, uh, yeah, I know. I, I love this movie. I still love this movie. I'm just oh, saying then, that okay. I'm a sucker for anything with you know swords and shit in it, like you know, mm-hmm. like and stuff. So you know, the sword is awesome, and uh, you know, and it was it was well acted. Uh, obviously, they had a Russell Crowe's kind of you know his. Either he was big time already, or he was just about to get big time. I, I think that that was the one that really made him big time. I don't. Th- okay. what, what did he do before that? I don't know. I don't know. That's the whole in. question. I don't know. Yeah. No, I think that's where he took kind of took off. Yeah. So, so yeah, he had some good ones before. He did L.A. Confidential. Before that, he was in a movie uh, called sure. I think Johnny Mnemonic. I think he was a bad guy in oh, that. Oh yeah, non-memorable. Not memorable. L.A. Confidential was probably his most memorable of that era, uh, which was very good. And then he also did a movie called The Insider, where he played a cigarette executive. Oh, yeah. That was, that oh, was after right. Gladiator, though, right? I think it's right around right. the same yeah, time. Right. Let me look it up. Right Is that the one where he got really fat or he was old yeah. or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the other person we need to think of, okay, right there, Insider, yeah, was before that. L.A. Confidential was before that. Virtual mm-hmm. that. Quick and the Dead. Oh, that's right. He was in the Quick and the Dead as well. Remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah, yeah. That, that, that was right. Yeah, that, right before that, that he started on a big, big run. run. All that other yeah, stuff. Right after seen. Gladiator. Yeah, Gladiator launched him. Like Gladiator turned him from just a really good actor into a mega superstar. Well, He's because a, so, he was a badass in that movie. Yeah. So was. what about I Joaquin mean, Phoenix though? Was he? Was he? Was he? He, I feel like, I mean, like, what did he do before this? And I think he was still pretty. Sm- I mean, I people knew his name, but I think he was films, pretty small right? time before this, wasn't he? I think he was doing smaller films because then after that, yeah. he was in uh, where he was playing. Um, this didn't Roy launch Orbison him like, or whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're yeah. talking about. But that was no, about you're... Gladiator. Not Roy Orbison. He played. Um... Uh, Johnny, Johnny Cash. Cash. Johnny, yeah. Cash. Yeah. Johnny Cash. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. you know, the thing is with Joaquin Phoenix is he wasn't actually the famous Phoenix. Remember that his brother, yeah. River, was the famous Phoenix. So yeah. I think this was his first sort of jump out of, like, the shadows of River. Oh, wait. Yeah. What? No, um, Gladiator. Before that, he did. Clay Pigeons. I remember hearing about that. I didn't watch it. Oh, A bunch of old shit. Oh, to yeah. die for, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Parenthood. 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 He played the kid who like 
who Keanu Reeves taught how to masturbate. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, yeah. But Quite after this, you know, he didn't play in uh, Signs, right? He did two of the M. Night Shyamalan mm-hmm. movies after that. Um, yeah. But, but not in, like, too giant until mm-hmm. Joker, basically. Oh, the Joker, so. he was pretty good. Well, yeah, but, no, yeah. yeah I had some movie I did not want to see again. Like we talked about it before. It's like there are movies dark and yeah, it's I don't know. I I liked watching it the first time. I thought it was good, but I wouldn't yeah. watch it the second time for sure. Right? Yeah, it's not superhero enough for me to no, watch a second it time. It isn't. If it had superhero stuff, I'd probably watch it. But anyways, back to this movie. So yes. yes, they had good actors, but they weren't. They were like right at the cusp. They didn't yeah. hit. Or mm-hmm. you know they hadn't hit quite so hard, or some of them still hadn't. But yeah, so mm-hmm. I mean, that was great. Ollie, what did you think about this movie? I know you loved it. I love this movie, and this is another one of those ones that, like, when when the new technology came out for movie watching at home, you had to own it. So if DVD yeah. players came out, you had to have Gladiator. If Blu-ray right. players came out, you had to have Gladiator. Like Matrix, yep. you have to have Matrix, Matrix yeah. on every different one. Because it, this is an experience film. This is like like all encompassing the music, the the scenery, the horses, the the, I mean, it's also when you think about it, it's a bit of a throwback because, like, the old days they made gladiator films and they, you know, Ben Hur and all this stuff, and they were huge epics. And Ridley Scott got pulled in to do one, and he did a fantastic job. And I don't think it dates. It's twenty years old today, and I watched it today as well. And I was like, my God, this is this looks flawless. I mean, it's the yeah. CGI is good, the scenery is amazing, and yeah, like, I don't. I was still amazed at how good the CGI is because I've I've watched movies from the early 2000s that have cgi yeah and they look like shit okay yeah and i remember the first time i watched this and i'm like holy shit this is amazing and i still think that right you know 20 years later or whatever yeah because you have to recreate like all the arenas and shit like that you know um in the crowds and whatnot and all that good shit but uh and also the third the first battle right like I'm, i'm assuming they didn't really launch fucking flaming Balls of fire with catapults. I mean, like, Actually, might have, but... I have a <laughs> I have a fun fact about that because I was researching a little bit on this. Uh-huh. And wherever they did that, I think it was in the UK or something. Yeah. Ridley Scott had heard that the um, that they were going to uh, deforest the section of land, and so he went <laughs> in and talked to the local government guys and said, "I'll do this for you, and I'll wow. burn it down." No right. And that's way. basically, yeah. So all that stuff, <laughs> awesome. all those things were real, dude. I'm like, oh, that's pretty epic. And Screw of course, the actors, the city council, yeah. they're super happy because then they didn't have to do it. They didn't have to pay for it. So Ridley Scott took care of it all. Yeah, I'm sure they probably did like a combo first off, but second off, they probably yeah they had some version of a you know a a, a play fireball mm-hmm. that would yeah. look good but not actually catch a forest on fire in that moment but it would maybe burn some stuff right or you know because obviously they got a bunch of people there that can burn the forest down and kill people but uh but that's that's pretty awesome i didn't realize they, they did that yeah that deal, fight but... scene is probably the first time where because i like those big grand epic mm-hmm. movies yeah. that Braveheart, fight scene right? is so long the which rings. they don't typically do in movies these days it's just some you know how they transition really quick to a different scene yeah. or whatever it's so long and it's so giant you know like yeah. i remember seeing these fights and i'm like i wanted to go and fight yeah, i wanted to you get us ready. going and they're playing the music and i'm like god damn it i want to be a gladiator okay. right hold now. on hold on hold on hold on here i wrote down a bunch of stuff for this first scene i wanted i, I basically said like i was gonna ask like so when the camera's like focused on all these dudes that are out there uh, in the battlefield getting ready and there's not only the guys getting ready, there's like other guys. So like catapult loader, you know, like flame archer, spear guy, guy in the yeah. rear with the gear, you know, a spearman guy, <laughs> cavalry guy, general guy who sits there and watches like a bitch, like barbarian yeah. <laughs> guy on the other side who's like too dumb to know when they're conquered. Who would Lao be? Oh, God. I would want Who to would be, be one of the... Catapult loader. He'd want to be in the back because he doesn't want to get killed. I want to be in the front with the fucking swords, dude. No. No, oh, he, would be, he would be walking Phoenix arriving late and saying, yeah, I missed the battle. battle. <laughs> I missed the battle. Here's what's awesome. Here's what's awesome. I have a screen on my notes. I have 
have I missed the battle? Lol. And then right underneath it highlighted, I have Lao would be Commodus. <laughs> that is a lie. That's awesome, Ollie, that you said that. That is, awesome. <laughs> that is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, like I and Ridley Scott is an expert at this, but he can say more in like five minutes of footage that a lot of other directors like require 20 pages of dialogue for. And this is what I mean. Like that whole opening sequence of Russell Crowe or, you know, Maximus coming up to the battle lines and like walking the line of the soldiers and then stopping and saying hello to one of them and like fist, you know, you know, fist bumping with him. And like he, it said so much more about his character and like his state, like his status with that army. Like he was a respected general. It was not just a guy who sits in the, sits in the back and like waits for something to happen and then he rides off into the woods with his other soldiers gives them an inspirational speech and then he's right there in the middle of it with everybody else it's a it's a phenomenal opening sequence i think it's probably one of the better ones you can think of and i it it reminded me a little bit even though it's a different movie and we talked about it when we covered alien which was also ridley scott is like how much character development he he got done in that little breakfast scene you know like taking something simple and making it absolutely like tell you everything you need to know like you got to see the emperor who was up on the hill you got to see his the dipshit son who was uh, you know kind of arriving late in a motorhome so to speak you know like <laughs> the whole thing uh you know it, it, to make I, out anyway. the sister, you know yeah I, I felt that that actually the whole character of his whole um where he was going and his whole character yeah. arc was done yeah. in the first 15 seconds where they yeah. show and yeah. he's, he's running his hand across the wheat walking through a field he's right. running peace you know very mm-hmm. quiet and they has this kind of chill music or whatever and then they cut to a battle scene and you can just see that this is how it's going to end he's mm-hmm. going to end in battle fighting or whatever but all he wants is peace at the end of the day you know it was right oh my god the whole beginning part was the whole movie's awesome well, how about also like the little details that they do with his character, right? Like he every time he's going to fight somebody, he goes down and puts his hand in the dirt and rubs yeah. his hand together. Yeah, sort of well, touch, like baseball. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, and he was not the biggest, toughest guy. I mean, like he he was like average size, but they did an amazing job of making you know, like as in the audience, that this guy was a badass motherfucker. Like the whole thing in the woods and the like. You know how he like he's, yeah. he's getting killed and then he he kills all of those guys and throws yeah. the sword like thirty. But feet. Well, that's the other so thing gotta... I was thinking. Do you think a person uh-huh. like if you practice could throw a sword that no. big about thirty feet no. and go right through a whole human body? I don't think that was no. You no. wouldn't have enough force to be able to do no, it. Okay. You wouldn't be able to. No, you wouldn't. I thought saw that too. I thought it was cinematically it was cool, but um, it was very not cool. Very realistic. You also got to remember, you know these. People in these, you know, especially like in the Game of Thrones movies and stuff like that, mm-hmm. the, you sit there and you go, "Oh, the the princes, they always they always are really good at fighting, right? They're like yeah. or whatever. They're well, they're fucking trained, not like all the other fools that are just thrust a sword's thrust in their hand, right? And they're trained yeah. with a bunch of other like douchebags, like in right. their downtime, right? These guys are like, this guy has been fighting for years and years, like on the front lines. Yeah. And yeah. so he's got all that. So it's like Michael Jordan playing like a junior high school football, uh, you know, basketball player. You yeah. are just going to get fucking crushed every time all day long. And so, right. he, so that you got to remember when these guys are fighting in the gladiatorial arenas, these guys maybe have fought once before or because right. they didn't die. And uh, they're slaves mostly and malnourished and shit like that. And so he goes in there and yeah, he's going to run all over these dudes. Nathan, like, I, uh, think, I think a better analogy would be, what is it? Logan Paul's going to be fighting uh, Mayweather. Yeah. Mayweather. It's yeah. basically the same concept. Yeah. It's like, it's absurd. Mayweather. Yeah. He's going to crush these guys. So you got to remember yeah. that. Yeah. So that, that's the cool part about this guy. It's so believable, no matter that he's small or yeah. whatever. He's fucking good. <laughs> like, yeah. that's the whole deal. So, or you know, about, so to flash out of the front, the opening sequence forward to when he gets he gets sort of not arrested, but he gets picked up by this slave owner. Um, and there's that sequence where they are testing all of the slaves to see what color they would be. They'd be red for yeah. good fighters, yellow for shitty fighters. And what I mean, how did they illustrate how tough he was? All he had to do is stand there and take a beating. He just yeah. took a beating yeah. and then stood up and. Grinned yeah. and backward, you know, yeah. and like that is so effective. Yeah, couple guys. But well, hold on, I want to go back real quick to that yeah. first battle, just sure. to say one more thing about how 
how shitty you know the whole thing with Commodus, you know his his character arc in the first fifteen mm-hmm. seconds. He's like he's you know what I was saying, you know he sh- you got to he also shows up when he shows up late. Yeah. He shows up at the millisecond that everyone starts to cheer Maximus. Yes, when Max- so he shows up and it's almost like he's they're cheering for him. Right, he's yeah, like, yeah, ah, yeah, yeah. Ah, 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 and here's all these cheers, and he's probably like, "Oh man, yeah, they've seen me, they've seen me arrive, or whatever." But then he mm-hmm. looks, "Oh no, it's not for me. Uh, we've ruined the good surprise, right? Like it's on, right. like it's for somebody else." And he that pisses him off, man, from the very beginning. So yeah, it's like they all they have it all in that first literally 15 minutes of the movie. You mm-hmm. know what's up, and yeah. you know something's going down at some point. So yeah, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to. No, that's that's good. I mean, I think it's an important part because in there's a there's a line at the end where Maximus is confronting. Um, oh, forgive me. Commodus is confronting Maximus right before the final battle, and he's basically reciting the story of this movie. And it was very succinct and actually well done. Which was a general becomes a slave, a slave becomes a gladiator, a gladiator becomes a hero, or something like that. And then, like, an interesting story, What? how does it end? And that story arc that they designed for this was pretty close to perfect, because if you think yeah. about the ups and downs that this character took, it was pretty dramatic. You know, he's leading an army in the first few minutes, then he's then he's running for his life or heading for the family that he's that have been assassinated, and then right back up again as a gladiator. Um, it's awesome. It's just a really great script, great story, very well done. I don't know that you could really find fault in it. We're going to have a hard time finding fault in this. Movie. Did you guys watch the director's cut or the regular one? I watched uh, the regular, regular one. one. Yeah. Okay, because I watched the director's cut, and there's another scene, and uh, I don't know if I should talk about it now. Uh, no, do it. Okay. Yeah, I can talk about it now. Um, there's another scene in there, and like almost two hours in. Yeah. Um, where so remember Quintus. Yep. Like Quintus was his his number one guy. It was Maximus' number one, like second he in command guy. Maximus, right? right. He yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. He sort of betrayed him or whatever. And then, but at the end, right, Commodus is like, "Hey, throw me your sword," and he's like, yeah, yeah. Off. And so he's sort of back with Maximus or whatever. And in, I remember watching it the first time, going, "Nothing happened in between when he fucking betrayed him and now to make him sort of." Turn turn on Commodus. Like there's nothing mm-hmm. that happened. Like that. So why is he doing it now? Is it just because he's he's taken by Maximus's effort and it's honor. he didn't it well, honor or whatever? It's like yeah. well, in the director's cut, there's a fucking scene that they took mm-hmm. out where basically Commodus has found a couple soldiers from the army that had basically been the ones to find the bodies of the dudes that that were supposed to take Maximus out and they wouldn't kill him. So okay. remember Max. Throws a, throws a sword at the guy, kills like five dudes. He yeah. rides mm-hmm. off. Well, a couple of the soldiers came and found those bodies of those dudes and mm-hmm. didn't say anything. They just thought they right. were dead from the battle or something. So they didn't say anything. And mm-hmm. Commodus finds out about it. He finds out, finally finds out, oh, these guys, they knew that he had escaped and hadn't come back and told me. So he tells, yeah. so he basically lines them up and has some archers like with arrows, like firing squad style. And yeah. he's basically saying, you know, ask them their names, and he, t- he turns to Quintus, and he's like, uh, he's like, we should kill these guys for not fucking telling us, uh, you know, telling us what's up. And Quintus is like, eh, you know, they made a mistake. We should, you know, not kill them or whatever. And uh, he's trying to plead for their lives. And Commodus is like, you know what? We're still going to kill them, and you get to give the order to kill them because you questioned me. Uh-huh. And so Quintus is forced to give the orders to shoot these guys that he was just trying to save milliseconds before at mm. the behest of this communist guy, and it pisses him off. I'm and glad they, they left that out. out. I'm glad yeah. they yeah. left that out. Because oh, to really? me, really? when I was seeing the end, to me, it was kind of like a, it was his redemption because he, you know, that he was, it was he was giving honor to Maximus. He came to mm. some mm. kind of resolution that Maximus is, you know, fighting for his life, and he stood up. Not that he was mad at Commodus; he was actually, but he he had realized Maximus was. Yeah, the yeah, good guy. exactly. Yeah. Because because uh, okay, Commodus showed his true colors as being a coward, okay. and he's like, "Throw me your sword, help me out." And the guy's like, "Fuck that! You need to either yeah. fight and live, or fight mm. and die." I'm kind of with you. Okay, soldier, you know. I've got another another spin on this that actually ties a little bit into modern day United States that you may or may not like. So bear with me and indulge me for one second. I think that the 
the soldier that you're talking about and the guard that you're talking about would equate to modern day U.S. Secret Service, and they have an allegiance to they have an allegiance to their allegiances to Rome. They are allegiances to Rome, so they they will do what the emperor what the emperor says. But as the emperor was clearly losing power or losing his authority when he was losing that battle their allegiance fails and their allegiance sort of falls back. And the same thing is about to occur on January 20th with the Secret <laughs> Service basically elevates our new Maximus, also known as, uh, uh, you know, Joe Biden. Oh, and that's a good Commodus, analogy. <laughs> and it's has to a go. perfect analogy. That's awesome. <laughs> I give you credit. I give you credit. Because that's what's happening, right? It's like it's it's a transfer of power. So I actually don't ever I don't think I blame even that soldier for not you know, I mean he's following orders similar to the yeah. Secret Service now. I mean I guess it's not the same thing and Secret Service aren't asked to murder people, but it's it's a similar thing of like it's an allegiance to the flag, it's an allegiance to yeah. Rome. And Rome as a sort of belief system was a big part of this movie early on. Like remember they talked about like the whole scenes with Richard Harris, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Richard Harris was incredible in this movie. Um, he's also Dumbledore. known as Dumbledore in the first right. Harry Potter. But yeah, the yeah. whole thing about like the idea of Rome as being an idealistic like hope and a dream, and Maximus, who has never been to Rome, is fighting for it. You know, like that's a whole like other yeah. part of this movie I really liked. Yeah. Um, and the, the the sort of back end politics of this movie were. were amazing um you know like he he wants to make it into a republic again he wants to give it to the people he wants to take it out of the emperor's hands and let people represent themselves it's uh interesting but yet uh also but the fact that it was so bloody in the end isn't necessarily a hopeful <laughs> but anyway do you ever think about do you ever think about this is way off topic do you ever think about the guys that go to these that are in these uh armies right like in mm -hmm. back of the back of the day where yeah. You know they're they're running around a lot of times for like years at a time. Sometimes mm -hmm. like conquering all these places, and they're like sort of camping the entire time, right? And you're sitting there going, "Oh man, that would suck." But that's like 2020 Nathan who, yeah, know, hates I don't camping, go camping. <laughs> living a fucking you know decent place and everything. These guys are basically camping when they're living at home. So does it bother right. them as much, yeah. right? So like to go, they're basically camping anyways, right? Like they're just sleeping outside. They basically do that. So okay. That's the fun of that, right? Yeah. This is one of those moments where I wish we were in the same room with a whiteboard so I can illustrate how dumb this comment is. These people didn't see their lifestyle as camping because it was what their lifestyle was. Yeah, they know it's different. <laughs> Just like you don't know anything different besides being in a, you know, in your cave with your headset yeah. head on. Yeah, it's it's in a bowl. It is great being in this cave, bro. It is great. Uh, I, I did like the uh, in the um, the fight at when he's fighting the one. Uh, this is another part that's awesome when he's fighting mm -hmm. the uh, what's that guy's name? I wrote it down. Tigress of Gaul. Like the okay. undefeated, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. undefeated oh, yeah. gladiator dude, yeah. right? When the tigers are come out. Mm -hmm. Yep. They like they let him all those tigers out. You know, <laughs> he he gets attacked by the tigers like ninety five percent of the time. Like the other guy, like barely gets. You know, the other guy's like, yeah, but he's gonna attack like not, the, one, the one tiger jumps on him, like yeah. jumps on his back or whatever. It's like what a weak ass tiger can he, or lion can he bring him down or whatever. I have a but fun yeah. fact about that as well. And mm -hmm. originally they were gonna have it be a rhino. Oh, which, which seems now in hindsight, it seems like it would be so stupid because you know tigers are much more stuff. majestic or whatever. But it was yeah. way mm -hmm. too dangerous, and they couldn't figure out how to do it quite right. Mm -hmm. But it was supposed mm -hmm. to be a rhino, and the and the cats were a lot easier to deal with the, from a safety standpoint. The tigers mm -hmm. were easier to deal or, with. Yeah, the tigers. Excuse me. That's crazy. Yeah, I was like looking at that, going, "Fuck that noise." I, okay, like, so. Nathan, there's an interest. I'm glad you brought this up because there's an interesting tie together with that character and actor to the movies that we've covered before. So this is the scene. The Tigress this of is Gaul this... was in Conan, I think I put here. Yes. Well, Ty the same actor, but he was also in The Running Man and he was in, in uh, Command. A lot yeah, of Arnold like... movies. Yep. Yeah, he's no, in a he lot was... of Arnold movies. Yeah, he, he did like almost, he was like buddies with Arnold. Remember like we covered him in a couple of movies and we're yeah, like, yeah, the actor yeah. coming along. Uh, yeah. Lethal Weapon guy. 3, he was in Terminator 2. Uh, he was in, 
Twins. He was in oh, yeah, wow. he was a shit ton. He was in Predator. He was the Russian. He was the oh, one, yeah. one of the Russian officers in Predator. I mean, yeah. that fucking guy. He's like, I mean, he should be a guest on our podcast. Yeah, on the next, next episode. <laughs> we'll have to do Gladiator exactly. again or The Running Man. Or yeah. Something. That was a boss move though when he uh, when 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 he gets taken down by uh, mm. Maximus. And Maximus like lifts the guy's face mask with the blade of his axe to take a look at him. He like mm-hmm. the guy yeah. had like a sliding face mask, and he like right. he puts the axe on it like his face and like whips it up and like uh, exposes this fucking boss move. Fucking By sweet. the way, these I if you are fighting in any kind of fight, whether it's a gladiator fight or whatever, mm-hmm. would it make sense to wear a full on helmet that you can't see out? You can't, you can't see peripherally, you can't see anything. And then there was, like, one of the first fight scenes after Proximo put him in to start fighting as a gladiator in one of, I don't know, in Egypt or wherever the hell he was. Yeah. Some dude was wearing, like, the head of a wildebeest. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I am going out to fight for my life. I want to be able to wear. see everything. <laughs> Bro, know? they probably gave these guys ancient meth or coke <laughs> right before they went out, stuck this fucking helmet on them, and said, "Go at it." Oh, but you gosh. know, I, I agree with you that the vision is not good at all in those things. And no, they probably—I mean, maybe—but I, I would think, yeah, you'd want to. But going out with a helmet for sure, man. I, I watched some mm-hmm. of these. Uh, I watched some of these battle, like um, these real life battle things where people strap on fucking armor and blunt their swords and shit. Mm-hmm. You don't have a helmet on, you get smacked with any sort of weapon, you're yeah. fucked. Yeah. So, but you know, not you, to you impede got, your you vision. No, no, yeah. you don't want to impede your vision at all. But some of these helmets, man, over time, if you look at them, people are dumb. <laughs> they, yeah. they fucking, they, I mean, they, I think they learned real quick. And a lot of them are probably decorative too. Well, I was, yeah, just, this guy's I was just reading this article. Have you been watching The Mandalorian? Yeah, okay. I watched the first season. I haven't gotten so the second one yet. So there's an episode in which Starbucks shows up as one of the yes. Mandalores, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. she was doing an interview, and they're like, well, what is it like wearing that helmet? Would it be – I don't even know why they asked this. Would it be uh, realistic if a Mandalore was fighting with a helmet on all the time? She's like, no, you can't see shit. She's walking around yeah. basically blind, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you can't see anything. But it looks thing. cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it, it does for sure, yeah. Sabine, no, not Sabine. Sabine's the other one. So, you know, we were making fun of Lau earlier that he was basically going to be Commodus in that opening battle. I think it's time to make yeah. fun of Nathan and say that I think Nathan's, yeah. like, Max spirit animal character in this is that guy that, that pisses himself right before And Maximus takes a step back. First off, it doesn't help that fucking Proximo, the slave guy, the slave owner, like, the... Yeah. S- fucking slave guy he, he doesn't give them like a, a very inspiring speech he basically says like hey you're gonna die if you don't die today you're gonna die <laughs> yeah. like in three days anyway so <laughs> go out fucking go out and fucking fight your fight these guys or whatever like he I'm doesn't here to profit from your death is what he exactly, says it's exactly what he says so it's not like he fucking helps when he's like oh. sending them out there but no i wouldn't be that guy i'd be no fuck you though no I, <laughs> I mean he got i'd probably be like uh the big conan looking guy you know get shot with all the arrows because you know, honorable, tough guy, you know. From China? Yeah, yeah. I'd that probably guy was that. cyborg and universal soldier. Oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. And why? He looks, why, he looks like a football player, too. Yeah. Did they ever explain why they called Maximus Spaniard? Because he was from Spain, dude. He was probably from Spain, yeah. He is? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, they don't actually say the words, he's from Spain, but, like, the description they give of his home and, like, well, the, yeah, but again, the, like the video and everything. And I thought that was more Italy. Seeing like the way that they filmed where his home one home was, it they made it look very like it, they made it look very much like a Spain. vineyard in Spain. It doesn't look like yeah, yeah. It doesn't look like one. You know, kind of dry. You know, kind of bright with these wheat. Fuck do I know what a fucking vineyard in Spain looks like? How the fuck do I know? It was very Spain-esque, very Spain-esque to me. It looks like just like Italy's fucking vineyards in the backyard. <laughs> all all right. I mean, Nathan, they don't actually have to show it. Just the fact they're calling him Spaniard should be enough indication to you. Why Bro, Bro I thought him maybe they thought he looked Spanish or something. You know what I mean? Like, they don't know. He was knocked out for, like, the first two weeks he was with them. Fucking maggots on him and stuff. Yeah. How do I know? Like, maybe they, or maybe he's lying, right? So, maybe he doesn't want yeah. to tell him. Let, let me give you this analogy. If, 
let's just bring this to to modern day world or whatever and you're mm -hmm. lying or let's well, I got another, oh. let's just say you're fighting in the octagon or something <laughs> and people <laughs> are know. yelling and they're chanting american american uh, american yeah, would you assume that you're from america why would yeah like, like you <laughs> well why are they calling yes. this guy american <laughs> like like i said like i said two reasons well the first reason is you know listen he's a famous general apparently mm -hmm. famous yeah. general so and he's absconded i'm mm -hmm. sure he's not going to go around saying hey i'm my name's gladiator maximus so, you know fucking <laughs> fighter of rome like of course he's not going to say that he's going to say i'm a fucking spaniard or whatever and they're going to yeah. say oh, okay we'll call you spaniard that's number one number two is I don't know how it works. I know you can be conscripted into armies when you're conquered, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm assuming, I guess we're assuming, I don't know anything about this time period, but I guess we're assuming Rome conquered Spain. And yeah. so if they did, then I'm also guessing that they conscripted a Spanish general into their army and he's become now a Roman army hero. Right. I don't know. Maybe well, not. It's part I'm of the thinking... Roman empire. Spain. Mm -hmm. all I, the other I, countries, I, right? I, I, I get it. So I'm just not sure. So did they have a Spanish army he was commanding there or was he commanding a roman army was he just so i you know i don't know and i guess motherfuckers i'm gonna look this up afterwards i hope i, <laughs> I, feel, like, I feel like we're kind uh, of like Italy. going down the rabbit hole we are of going the, down the rabbit hole of a, of a question <laughs> I, don't give a fuck. I, don't give I fucking asked it <laughs> you're still right. going, going right, down go, on your, go on to your next fucking thing then <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Fucking valid question. Oh, God almighty, that's funny. Uh, um, okay, is there anything... So we've gone a lot on parts that we like. Is there anything else that we like that we have not talked about before we discuss what we didn't like? Hmm. No, I mean, I think, uh, you know... That we... I mean, I like the whole thing. I, yeah, I'm the gonna, whole fucking thing, I'm right? going to have a hard time uh, coming up with something I didn't like. I'm going to have to... Think about you this. have to really think hard. I really do, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's a pretty close to perfect film. There are a couple of moments that I personally found a little cheesy, and there's one particular one that comes to mind, and it's when he's having his conversation with Proximo about what he wants, and he starts off with the, what do you want, boy? Do you want girl or whatever? And it's this very interesting discussion about like what it means to be a gladiator and what eventually it means if you are a great gladiator, you can get your freedom. And at the very end, Proximo, just randomly and for no explanation, just goes to the window and does this, puts his arms in the air and looks up. And it distracts me every time I see it because I'm like, why is he doing that? It's what this did he weird, do? like... I don't even remember I don't that. know. Oh, weird. Like, there's like, so like it's right at the end of the scene. So they're literally talking to each other and he hands them the armor and he talks about we're going to Rome and you're going to get your freedom and touch with a wooden sword and all that stuff. And at the very end of that scene, Proximo does this like weird random like like touchdown dance kind of thing. And it's really odd and distracting. It's the only part of this movie that takes me out of it. I'm like, well, oh. I know that that actor died while they were filming this. So they had to rewrite yes. that whole thing. So maybe, uh. I mean, Maybe they cut it. Yeah. It wasn't cut quite right or something. It's probably so. true. So I have to give up. I mean, look, if, if that's my only flaw with this film, then it's a pretty that's darn good pretty, film. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. How about you, Nathan? Do you have anything you didn't love? Uh, his haircut, you know. His haircut. His yeah. was, it too, haircut? Was, it was it too, too Spanish for you? It was too spot on, bro. It was too spot on, his haircut. You know what I mean? It's too like, oh, this guy's a Roman. No shit. It always looked no, like yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, look, he's sweaty all the time, you know. So, but yeah, no. I mean, yeah, I didn't have a problem with. That. I can't remember. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I had any sort of. Other than it was just weird, you know. They did the whole Game of Thrones thing, where Game of Thrones thing, where the where he was trying to get with his sister the entire time, which incest. Was, yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. you know, listen, they did that shit back in the day because they're trying to keep bloodlines, but. I don't know if they were supposed to do it. <laughs> yeah, I will say I didn't. I didn't. I mean, they were. I didn't dread them, and they weren't like they weren't like tedious or anything. But there's some of those scenes of the of Commodus, his sister, and the kid, like the creepy kind of like you know whispering yeah. scenes. I didn't yeah. didn't love them very much. But like uh, you know, I didn't they like were the kid. I thought he was a little yeah. bit of a bad actor, but he's a kid, so yeah, he's a kid, so you can't. He probably related to the producer and or something. There were some other scenes in the uh, director's cut where they had more of the politicking in the background um, mm -hmm. with her talking to some of the senators and stuff like that. So there were right. 
the few more that might have helped, but in general, the scenes with yeah, the the triumphant of those three were just. Did you guys uh, ever think that that kid Lucius was the son mm-hmm. of Maximus? Hmm. I think I think when I first watched this, I thought that, that I was thought that they, they were alluding to that all these yeah. years, and I thought right. well, maybe maybe not. I mean, because I guess he had the yeah, son. He loved his wife. Man, was eight years. I thought maybe he had an affair. Oh yeah, because this is also a time when affairs are kind of considered like normal Tuesday. You know, like it's yeah. not yeah. like a big yeah. deal like it is here. It's yeah. just like, oh, you're not having an affair. What's wrong with you? <laughs> 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 Oh man! Yeah. Uh, no, I, I know I thought that loud when I first watched this, but upon watching it the other day, I was thinking about it. I was like, "Eh," you know. He talks about his wife a lot, yeah, and I think yeah, there was a yeah. there was also a deleted scene with him and her as well, where I think she tries making out with him or something, and he like shrugs her off. Mm-hmm. Oh, gotcha. So, so yeah. So, but oh, yeah. I don't think that's. A, I remember. Wasn't there a scene where like? Uh, she gets brought to him in prison, and like it was like kind of alluded that like the rich people like will pay to go and like That's have sex with prisoners. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like rich women will pay high dollars to you know bang gladiators in prison. Man, yeah, exactly. I wish I was a gladiator right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you're not getting the money, bro. You're not getting the money. I don't care about you know the mean? money. Who cares oh, about the money? Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, Let's just buddy. revisit that for a sec. You want to get banged in prison. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and have, and, and get no money for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wealthy. Wealthy women. Oh, okay. okay. That, that, that clarifying line helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. God damn it. Um, oh, yeah. I guess, like, I have a couple of open questions, like, and one of them is not really a question, but it's a statement, but I'll skip that one. But the, like, who does Commodus remind you of for modern politics? Is it Don Jr. or Eric? <laughs> oh, he looks like I think it's, um, it's I don't Don Jr. Don Jr.'s got that kind of, like, frantic... Like, uh, sort of yeah, like yeah. snort coke. Yeah, Don Jr. And, is definitely Commodus. Oh, 100%. I feel like he's lecherously looked at his sister once or twice. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And he's super snivelly, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally, totally Commodus. And not that smart, not that yeah. bright. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Real. another open question from that opening sequence, you know how, like, Commodus and his sister arrive in that quote-unquote motor coach? Like, how right. smelly and awful must it have been in that thing? <laughs> oh, there would have right? been, like, a bunch, of, there been a bunch of ancient axe spray. Yeah. <laughs> Anywhere that you're going to be back in those days is going to be smelly and gross. So yeah. is it like, does everyone just smell the same bad uh, and then, like, so no one notices it? But then when you when you get to a guy who's, like, really hasn't bathed, then you smell that guy and be like, yeah. So ask, I mean, does everyone pretty much smell bad, but they don't really know? Nathan, it? ask a hippie. Yeah. All hippies yeah. smell, oh, but yeah, I'm sure right. there's. I'm sure when they walk across someone that's really nasty off the streets right. or something like that, they're probably like, "Ugh, stinky." <laughs> you know? yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why they just coat themselves in patchouli. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, smells good. Yeah, I will totally say, good. like, I'm glad they didn't go down the path of like kind of Monty Python Rome, like where like you know the the Romans eating grapes and being fed and. Uh, <laughs> I always love that. Yeah, um, yeah. I, you know they really made Rome seem epic, huge, yeah, vast. Sure. And I've actually fortunate to say that I, I, I've actually been to the Colosseum. I went a couple of years ago. Oh. Have you guys been to the Colosseum? It's pretty epic. Yeah, it's huge. It's amazing. You guys are both them? Yeah, I don't go anywhere, yes. so no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would go if it wasn't so hot. I don't want to be so hot. You know and I mean? you don't like the, you don't like that they don't put ice in the water in Europe. No, so I fucking hate that. It's so stupid. <laughs> Europeans. I know there's about we got about a million of you out there listening to our podcast. <laughs> Europeans, why the fuck don't you put ice in your water or yeah. pop or whatever? Fuck you. Right. I, I mean, no, no. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. I love you guys, but fuck that idea. <laughs> I love put ice you guys. In your shit. God damn it! It's hot out there. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. All right, sorry. It's sorry. crazy. I would love to see. Like, I mean, Nathan told me about you took a trip to Germany a couple years ago, right? A few Germany, years back. Germany and Czech Republic. Yeah. Yeah, I I would love. I mean, to travel Europe with with Nathan would be pretty fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I was angry. 
at every I'm time. Angry most of the time. I was angry most of the time. <laughs> I think traveling with Nathan anywhere other than Seattle would be a pretty interesting, fun experience. Oh, no. Well, we, we did it. We did it for you know work conferences, and I will say it was oh, pretty that hilarious. Is true. That is true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, 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 next time I go somewhere, I has to be with someone who knows the place because I can't handle this mm-hmm. guessing shit. I can't. I can't read the language. It has to be somebody that knows it or have been there before. Because mm-hmm. fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. But okay. Anyways, I, I, right, I so really would like to get a call. See him though. That would be fucking awesome. It was pretty cool. And like they, they have like they, they, they have re put in like part of the surface on the floor of the Coliseum, so you could see like what the what the floor would be like. They've put on like a fake version of that, but then underneath it, you can see all of the caverns and like, um, where they have the animals and the, the gladiators. Yeah, exactly. So uh, if you can, how sort of big the surface area of the battlefield would be. Is it like a soccer field, football field, half of that, but in a circle form, I think um, a football, football field in the shape of an oval. Field. Yeah, really? they were saying that um, the Coliseum sat sixty-five to eighty-five thousand people in yeah. the stands, but like the actual yeah. size. I mean, it's yeah. huge in there. So it's, it's basically big. like a, it's basically like CenturyLink Field. It's but basically like CenturyLink. Probably, yeah. Wow, that'd be probably, great. probably shorter bathroom lines because the bathroom is essentially <laughs> take a shit in your seat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. 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 I have a little uh, a little fun fact talking about taking a shit in your seat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you yeah. guys read that article about the Greeks recently and what they used to do? Because no. they were all about like what what was it like um, pleasures of everything? Like they would overindulge right. in eating and all this stuff, and they would talk about these big feasts that they have. Oh, and right. one of them is oh, no. they would have their slaves. You know the the term um, you don't have a, piss, a pot to piss in. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, what sure. they would do is they would they would just lay out and they would eat <clears> until they were they wouldn't they wouldn't pee or anything. They would have the slaves bring a pot that they could piss or <clears> shit in, <laughs> and they would eat so much that they would throw up. They would need to throw up, and then there was another room that you would go and throw up in, and then mm-hmm. come back and stuff yourself because it was considered. You know, it was the epitome of being rich and, you know, and privilege <laughs> oh is, is eating and stuff. And it was very well known that they would, this is what they would do. And they would throw their, um, they have these, uh, these tiles from back in the day that are all pictures of food mm-hmm. on, the, on these tiles that they've uncovered. Well, what these Romans would do, or these Greek would do, would, they would just throw all the food onto the ground. And that was like, you know, us throwing peanuts on the ground, you know, in a bar yeah. or something. And it was, it was totally okay and you could like you would just fart because that was fart and burp all the time because that was like you know like how rich you were your, like, yes how rich you were and honoring your yeah. host yeah, so, I mean, it yeah. sounds pretty good i mean it sounds pretty good but i mean like, it sounds you know, fucking disgusting What's i mean we had, a, we had we had there's a couple guys in my fraternity that would uh, godfathers had like all you can eat on like a saturdays for, like mm-hmm. five bucks and they would go in there there'd be like you know six eight ten of us and they stopped mm-hmm. doing it after a while and they go in there and they eat a bunch and then they get, go throw up and then eat a bunch more. Why would you do that? That's so I disgusting. I don't know why they did it. Why would you that torture yourself? I don't know why they did it. And so they just to see how many pieces they could oh. get down their throat. So <laughs> but, uh, I, mean, I remember at an office job I had before knowing you guys, like I worked at an image licensing company and somebody one time ordered catering from Costco and it came with a Caesar salad that had a like bucket of caesar dressing oh and one of my colleagues like on a bet of like five dollars oh, oh, no. it all and everyone's like, oh, oh my god oh, that's disgusting like, oh, i mean i'm talking god. like it must have been half a bottle of like oh. rich he like, must have hurled caesar. right or yeah, something okay. oh, we, yeah. we paid my buddy joe boo in college because he never had any money well he has <laughs> <laughs> his family has money and everything, but he, you know, he would try to pay his own way. So he never had any money, so we'd always pay him to do things, and right. we paid him to try to eat a stick of butter once. Oh. And I can't remember if he got it all down. He got like half of it down. I know that. Oh, but, yeah, uh, yeah, he paid me that shit. But that's one of those things that real rich shit. That, oh no, I can't. Yeah. I would just vomit immediately. 
hell no. no. I don't know how we went down this rabbit hole, but go on. Yeah, we go. <laughs> um, all right. So getting to our standard questions that we cover every every time we cover a movie. So like, when did you guys see it the first time? For me, it was Bellevue Galleria in the year 2000. I remember exactly where I saw it. I remember it was a summer movie, I believe. And I remember being very excited and thinking it was pretty incredible. Oh, 2000. I was here. I I'm going to probably... bet you, you both probably saw it in a theater. Yeah. Oh, guaranteed. I saw oh, it in yeah, theater. Definitely. I think because yeah, I was yeah. living up in here in Seattle at the time in a what month Cinerama? Did it come out in? Was the Cinerama revamp revamped by then? I think it was. Might have been. Yeah, Might I think I been. probably I probably saw it on the biggest the I would have saw that on the biggest um yeah, if you yeah. go to Rotten Tomatoes Ollie, does it tell the month and the does it tell the exact date that this came out? No, but that's a Google thing. Um, okay. No, that's fine. I, I'm just trying to think of where if it was. I was in. I was over in Pullman, so if it was during the school year, I probably watched it over in Moscow, Idaho. Mm -hmm. uh, probably pretty close to after May fifth. Yeah, I was in Pullman, so I probably yeah. watched it over in Moscow. Probably uh, mm -hmm. you know, some of the frat, but um, yeah. I've watched this movie at least twenty times. Every time, like definitely with like a DVD player, Blu-ray, you know, with a good sound system, it's like the first thing you pop in to test what you just bought. Like if you yeah. went out and bought yourself for Christmas a nice sound system, you throw this movie in every time. Um, yeah, does, it hold up? does it hold up? Yes, it fucking does. No debate. There's not a single yeah. part of this movie that needs to be made again. Because that's the next question is right. Should it be made again? I don't think so. Um, I mean, also, no. it's been it's been attempted. There's been other movies like it. Like, I think, I mean, obviously, 300 is its own thing, but it's kind of like it. 300 is yeah. a, a... It was okay. Yeah. I wasn't a big fan, but... I loved yeah. it. I mean, Nathan yeah. loved it because it was a lot I of beef. Because I it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's all those loincloths. Preparing their bodies for battle. They had to clean themselves. Doing push-ups. Yeah, they they put push-ups. They clean themselves, put oil on themselves, and they like you know comb their hair. So fuck off! They gotta they gotta meet their meet their maker. And it was also a comic first, right? So I, I read yes. the comic first, so mm -hmm. based on comic, which was based on a poem, which was based on what maybe happened. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay, so if, if, that a lot. if this movie would be made again, who should be in it? The Rock, obviously. The Rock, obviously. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to Could think be. of an action kind of guy that would be good in Russell Crowe's. Oh, I got it. Who? Chris Hemsworth. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? You know why I don't think I don't think I would get over him being Thor, like mentally. Yeah. Like if I didn't see him in the Avengers yeah, and yeah. know what he's all about, I think I could probably go. I could probably do that. But yeah, yeah. Tom I, Hardy. I would, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy could do I it. I think Tom Hardy could do it. Yeah. Well, Tom Hardy essentially did it with Mad Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, it's it's a similar, you know, kind of huge epic, and he was amazing in that. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's. I mean, like I say, it doesn't need to be made again. So it's kind of an no. academic discussion. But yeah. um, okay, so Bill Paxton Award. Uh, I will go first this time because I'm always like letting Nathan go first, and I'm so fucking crushed and disappointed by his lunacy. So <laughs> I think all the good answers. I think all the good answers. Nathan comes up, he goes like, I vote for the hairdresser who did the yeah, hairstyle yeah, of yeah. the third actor from the right. <laughs> hey, fuck up. Uh, okay. I, I so the correct, the correct answer is Marcus Aurelius, also known as Richard Harris. I think he was, uh, he stole the show. He was only in the movie for the first part, but he was incredible. Probably the best actor in the entire film. Um, so he got smothered by a fucking a guy in a fucking skirt or whatever. The guy <laughs> pushed his face into his, his his blouse and killed the guy. Like, what's going on? That guy's your Bill Pax? All right, that's my Bill Paxton Award winner. Okay, mm -hmm. let's hear yours, dipshit. Let's say right. it for like. Mine's know? easy. Mine's easy. Mine's easy. Okay. That big giant German guy. The guy uh, that I uh, because yeah. a couple things. A He's obviously the bravest of all. Everyone knows that. He, he he takes everything in stride. He does whatever he's told. He's a quick yeah. learner. He makes that guy pee just by fucking giving him a speech ahead of time. He makes that guy pee. And then when he gets out there, he does the most savage thing. 
which is he basically cuts the dead weight off of his fucking yeah. cuts the guy he's peeing and he cuts his hand off and then he goes in on a on a killing spree of his own. Sorry, <laughs> and then after that, every scene he's in, he's always the guy making jokes, cracking jokes. He steals. He definitely steals all the the shows. So yeah, he's definitely a big German guy. Yeah, awesome. I agree with that. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, how about you, Lau? Who's your Bill Paxton Award winner? Well, it's obvious. It's my doppelganger, Commodus. Yeah, I'll do it. I mean, listen. In all in all seriousness, when I when I saw uh, I saw that dude playing that role, I'm like, because I had never really seen him. You know, I knew about him. Obviously, it's just like me. He thought, and I'm like, <laughs> wow. So I would play it. Joaquin Phoenix can act. He's pretty good. So I would have to say that snivelly, um, yeah. you know, that snivelly uh, Don Junior slash Lau guy. Was mm-hmm. definitely the uh, Bill Paxton Award winner. Okay. Does, does I hope that right. he already has a built-in snarl. I mean, I'm being honest. Yeah. Yeah, Are you talking about his cleft lip? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it help that he looks already like he's a sniveling, like, you know, his lip is kind of like, you know, he's already kind of smirking at you, like, like, yeah. you know, like, he's, like he's got something. So I always that, I thought that added a little bit to his, like, sort of character being like that. Uh, I actually read that that's not a cleft lip. And he claims oh, really? it's something else. Hmm. I mean, but it's I possible he just got his, his. That happens when you know the, some UFC fighters get their fucking lip all jacked, yeah, like literally, true. literally split in half, off, and yeah, yeah it, they'll not be able to repair it totally, and it'll sometimes look like that. So yeah, hmm. it happens. All right. Well, that was actually one of our better Bill Paxton Award winner um, sections. So good job, Nathan. You didn't fuck it up this week. Mm, well, it's a shock. <laughs> I guess a blind squirrel can find a nut every so often, right? <laughs> Good uh, job. Not, not blind, just have cataracts. <laughs> okay, so let's go through some of the, the fun stuff we always cover. So how much does this movie cost? It costs $103 million. Jesus. That's $103 million in 2000, which and I know I it doesn't it sound like that long ago. It was huge at the time. It was big. It was one of those things, like, I remember them talking about it, and they're like, you know how they were originally talking about Titanic being like this, yeah. it's going to flop, and they're spending all this money, yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada. Right. I remember them talking about Gladiator like that, like, oh, who's going to watch this Gladiator muse- movie, and they're movie. spending all this shit ton of money, and it's going to be yeah. this big flop, and it turns out to be this blockbuster. You know? yeah. $460 million blockbuster. Damn. So this actually brings up an interesting point, and I actually had hoped to have some prepared material on this, but there was a big news announcement last week. I don't know if you guys caught it, but Warner Brothers Studios, who is one of the major studios, has actually announced for all of 2021, all of their big release movies are coming straight to HBO yep. Max. Yep. Right. So that includes Dune, that includes Matrix 4, that includes like... Uh, there's a new Wonder Woman movie. So, but this is a big like tectonic shift yeah. of the industry because the movies make their like billions on twenty dollar tickets. Yeah. So, like, how is this going to change? And apparently, there's a whole big like uprising of directors and like actors because they got screwed out of their back end because technically, actors and directors will have like in their contracts that they get ticket sales. But so what, what the hell are you going to do? You're going to let them sit around for three years? Who knows if theaters are even going to come back? Yeah, you know I, I mean? hope they come back. I will be devastated if they don't come back because I love going to the movies. I think they're going to come back. I think there's going to be like after this pandemic is hopefully over soon, there will be a big rush to normalcy. I think there will yeah. be a big vibe of like, I want to go bowling. I want to go to the movies. I want to go see people. All of those things I think will happen. No, but yeah. I'll do, I'll do. I'm not, even, I'm tired of the shit. So I, I will do that. And, and there'll also be, you know, I'm assuming they will put in other sort of plans, maybe make it a little more um, accommodating to be away mm-hmm. from each other, that sort of thing. But um, yeah, this whole thing, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't think it's going to be a thing necessarily to release things on the same day on HBO max as you do in the theaters. Once mm-hmm. And start going back to the theater. I think they'll pull back from that because yeah. I think they do want the full. But I do feel, I don't know, the word is bad. I feel bad for the crew and actors who have made back end deals yeah. and they can't get paid what they sort of expect. Oh, yeah, it's sort sure. of like a bad faith sort sure. of thing, right? It's like, right. Oh, pull the rug out. It's like bait and switch. Um, yeah. So they definitely try to find a way to compensate those people for that for sure yeah I, and plus I, i'm just sick of my living room so i really love to see a movie not so, right. you know, yeah, outside the sure. living room yeah, uh, but, yeah. it'll be i mean but these are big movies that they're coming out i mean dune they've been talking I, about uh, yeah, here i, I want to watch dune so bad yeah um, I, and i would rather watch it on a fucking giant screen right 
disappointing to me that I'm not going to be able to do that. But unless, you know, unless something happens, then I can do that. But yeah. uh, otherwise, I'll watch it on my slightly smaller screen. But it is going to, yeah. yeah. All, right. All right. Well, let's motor through trivia here before we wrap up for the day. But um, this is Russell Crowe's favorite American movie that he's done. He also cites Maximus as his favorite character he's played so far. Um, that makes sense as he won the Oscar for this role. So um, that's a big deal. And I think it basically made his career. But I would have to say, try to rack your brains in the last Russell Crowe movie you've seen because it's been a little bit. I think he's sort of like, he has like a rugby team he owns in Australia and he's you know doing his own thing. I don't think he's as... Well, you'd have to bring up as IMDb. The last one I literally, I think was, can't have been a beautiful mind. He, he had no, it's done more than that. I mean, I mean he's done other ones seen. after that for sure, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not a big Russell Crowe yeah. like I'll just go out and see any movie he's in sort of deal. So, but there was a stretch where he was like on a roll, like he did a whole bunch of movies like that were all like must watch. I mean, he did yeah, like he was three ten. The Yuma was probably the scroll down. I want to keep making the Mummy. Yeah, War Machine. No, Nice Guys, Waters of Fathers and Daughters. No, oh Man of Steel. Man of Steel. Yeah, Man of Steel. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. And he was only in there for a little bit, but yeah, he was definitely in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's probably the Which last time I saw big, That was a big deal because I remember like that he basically took over the Marlon Brando role in that. So right. that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. All right. So the Germania battle sequence took place. It took 20 days to complete. So that big opening battle that we talked about that we loved, that's 20 days. Now, just to Keep give you short. some scale, um, Steven Soderbergh just did a movie and released it on – uh, in theaters or on on TV, like and it had Meryl Streep and a couple of big actresses. He took seven days to make that entire movie. Jeez, so geez. for 20, 20 days dedicated to one sequence, that's a lot. Well, they um, definitely did it right. I mean, they did. Right. it was well yeah. worth yeah. the twenty days. Absolutely. Um, so, like modern day athletes, ancient Roman gladiators did product endorsements, and the producers considered. <laughs> Uh, the producers considered including this in the script, but discarded the idea as unbelievable. So, could you imagine like Maximus like like sponsoring a like a pair of sandals or something? Because that's, that's essentially so what they say. Yeah, Bro, it, it would have been hokey as fuck. But it's like if you could, if everyone knew about it going in, like knew that yeah. that was a thing, because it's not widely known. I had no idea. It yeah. would be awesome for them to do it, and I'm disappointed they can't do it because we think it was too unbelievable. That sucks. Right? Because it would be it would be hokey, but I would like to see what that was like if they actually know what it was like. Like, right. what do they do? Was it like they stood outside before the battle or after mm -hmm. the battle, or was this something that they did if they were like if they had won five times, right? Mm -hmm. And so they would go out and just kind of do it day to day life and do stuff. So yeah, I'd be really curious. That's awesome. So. Um... The central, <clears throat> excuse me, the uh, the central part of this movie's main battle theme was reused nearly identical in famous scores of Pirates of the Caribbean. So basically, what this line says is that the music of this movie is in like Pirates of the Caribbean movies. It's in a couple of movies. So that like very uh, iconic, huh. and it's 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 almost Star Wars esque. I'm actually really surprised they did this because they should have left it alone and said it's just for Gladiator because yeah. Star Wars theme is not used in other movies, no. right? It's Star Wars, right? But like this yeah. theme, you see it, you hear it in Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. movie, you hear other movies. It's very like memorable. It's great music, but it's like it's weird that they did that. I'm actually kind of surprised. I feel like I thought that it sounded familiar, but it was yeah. a very passing thought, and I probably just thought, oh, I just hear a bunch of this rising kind of falling music. Yeah, um, it's epic. I'm, I'm hearing yeah. it in my head right now, actually. But so that's yeah. ah, I didn't realize they did that. <laughs> I just watched disappointed. a movie recently that sounded like when I was listening to it, I'm like, God, this sounds so familiar, and it sounded. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what it was? It was uh, the first Superman. I started watching oh, that yeah. for whatever mm -hmm. reason, and that. Like in my mind, I thought it was because I saw it when it first came out. And I'm like, oh, I haven't watched it in years, and I'm like, oh god, it's really shitty. Blah blah blah. I'm not gonna watch mm -hmm. it again. And I just happened to start watching it, and the whole beginning part, I'm like, this sounds so familiar. Right. And sure enough, sounds just like Star Wars. And so oh, yeah. I went, oh, Superman versus oh, Star Wars, and there's actually like all these you know things on Google that are like, oh yeah, same composer, and there's these certain you know spots in it where it's almost the same, and all that kind of stuff. I'm mm -hmm. like, whoa. So anyway, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I think a lot of these movies will steal from other films. I mean, out of cost savings, but that that one is like it's so iconic and it's really well done. I had to look it up, but I would bet you it probably won like original score because it's like been done over and over again. Yeah, um, I have two pieces of trivia about Oliver Reed, who played Proximo. So um, 
Yeah, this movie was intended to be a comeback role for him because he hadn't done movies in a long time. Uh, it was his first notable movie since 1988 where he was in Whoa. The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Um, but sadly, he died in the filming, as has been noted. But he apparently took this role because he wanted to see movies. And, or he wanted to go see shows in London. He wanted a free trip to London to go see oh, shows. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I, thought that was very, I thought that was very Nathan-esque. That's the kind of thing that Nathan would <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, I'll go. I like, I like traveling, yeah. 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 I'll go, but only if I can go to the red light district. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> With my hotels right outside of it. Okay, so finally, 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 we'll get to the Oscar section. And as as uh, Chris, you may remember, we cut, we did this the first time, I think, or the second time with the Point Break episode. But we look at the Oscar movies for the year uh, this came out and think about like how many of them are really watchable or really, um, you know, uh, are good years later. And yet again, we've got a case that shits on our point because technically, Gladiator won Best Picture this year. Yeah, so okay, this good, might be good. the first one that you know the first Oscar year that Gladiator, like the movie that we're covering, actually was considered the best film. Now the other ones that year are pretty shitty. Chocolate, <laughs> Crouching Chocolat. Tiger, Chocolat, yes, Chocolat, uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Aaron Brockovich, Ooh. and Traffic. Crouching well, Tiger, Hidden Dragon was cool stuff. It was the first time he'd sort of seen that in in a big movie, sort of like that yeah. wire work and stuff. So just Aaron the visuals of that were cool. I didn't watch any of the other crap. Yeah. Aaron Brockovich is like work. I mean, I don't need to be yeah. lectured about the goddamn environment. Fuck yeah, off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll go Kidding. watch a documentary on it or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Feature film. I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure what Traffic was about. Probably Traffic was about or... drugs. Traffic right. had um, Benicio del Toro. It was excellent. It was a very uh, good movie. But it was about drug trafficking in in San Diego and Tijuana. Okay. Uh, and it had that kid from that '70s show, but he like ends up like sneaking his girlfriend out to some sleazy hotel in Los Angeles and does drugs. It's pretty dark. Oh. It's a dark okay. film. Um, right. I don't think you would dig it, so you should skip it. Yeah. All right, okay, so that's. Yeah, so that's a, that's a pretty good closeout of, of no, no, Go ahead. No, no. Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, forgot Rotten Tomatoes. Thank you. Forgive me. Uh, 77.87. So 77%. It should have gotten higher from critics, I think. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's interesting that you say that because the fucking Ebert, mm-hmm. you'd think Ebert would be all about this. Mm-hmm. Two stars. What? Yeah. Idiot. Lower than Roadhouse. Yeah, that's and yeah. basically he hates the first paragraph of him just basically hating on the way they filmed it. Stupid. He uh, says, I would have traded any given gladiatorial victory for just one shot of blue skies. He hated like the mud tones. He's just and, an old man. And then he, and then, <laughs> and then he says, and then Russell Crowe, who who won for this, didn't he? Yes, he did. Of Russell Crowe, he says. Crow is efficient as Maximus, bearded, yeah. textured, and brooding. Yeah. It's all, and then, yeah. and then, and Phoenix is passable as Commodus. He's too but old a quicker to after could have more fun in the role. So, yeah. I mean, crazy, but okay, all right. Yeah, so it's interesting you say that because, like, one thing we should start doing because I just did this experiment now. If you click on Rotten Tomatoes and you click on like the actual critic reviews, it'll show you the bad ones. And here is a review from Seattle Weekly from 2019. Why? Here's here's the quote. It says, Gladiator certainly feels like it was written by committee and template. God damn it. Sometimes Seattle pisses me off. Like, we are so fucking, like, arrogant in this town. Like, just goddamn watch a movie and enjoy it. Shut the fuck up about this. (laughs) Number one. Number two is, what are these people? I mean, are they, are we, are these, is this like the... Um, the equivalent of watching YouTube reviewers, who not reviewers, yeah. but uh, reactors who right. haven't seen like a, like a movie that everyone's seen, like first time watchings, you know, Star yeah. Wars or whatever. Like, how the fuck have you seen this? So this guy, are we just this Brian Miller dude ha- hadn't watched this until before February nineteen two thousand nineteen ever? I guess so. Apparently. Okay. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand. Right. I mean, like, I, I'm, I am all for for contrasting opinions, but like, I, I honestly, this is one of those cases that I think people are contrarian just to be on that side, just to say, well, everyone loved it. I hate it. You know, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, um, that's in my opinion. It, it, I mean, I would Especially say this: Doctor Strange Love were terrible compared to what they're doing now. Like, right. Well, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> shit. Exactly. But like, I mean, I, I mean. The fair criticism of it would be like this is a guy movie. This is not 
I mean, Chris, did you watch this with your wife? I don't think so. Um, I think maybe she's seen it once in, in bits yeah. and pieces. Yeah, she's not right. going to like that stuff, no. Yeah, so like that is understandable. Like women are not going to love this movie. It's like a lot of blood and guts and sword fighting and grunting and all that shit. But like I, you know, so but they don't have to critique it. They could just say it's not for me. They can watch something else. But um, so saying yeah. Brian Miller, Brian Miller, <laughs> you're saying he he might like uh like the more the feminine fair or something. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. Jesus, Holly, I'm not gonna I mean, say that. Holly did it. The ladies <laughs> probably like the ladies probably like this movie too, you know. But maybe you're gonna like have women movie. there commenting on this on this podcast. Yeah. Maybe yeah. like I love Gladiator. I, love I think Gladiator. I think I'm misogynist. I think Sarah yeah. is our only uh, female audience. Yeah, but Sarah Sarah's an exception. She likes all the she likes all the good stuff though. She likes all. Yeah, she, loves, she was our commando yeah, episode. Yeah, That's right. Yeah, she yeah, is. All right, man. Well, we we did a pretty good job uh, covering Gladiator, and I, Chris, I want to thank you again for joining us. That was awesome. Thank um, you for having me. I told you before this episode that our Point Break episode was one of our most popular ones, and Chris was on that one too. So uh, you might be the silver bullet, buddy. So we'll have mm. you back. Well, you know, I mean, Not I, so I much. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Um, so it's coming. It's coming up on. It's coming up on Christmas week. And I hold on, uh, hold on, hold on, hold go on. Go ahead. How did I do? Uh, you did shitty as always. Your <laughs> <laughs> words were never said. <laughs> I have this little kick button on this fucking program. I kick you right out of this fucking recording. You, right you did fine, Nathan. You did great, and it's good. To, I mean, I know we were a little bit delayed because you were going through a move, and you know that's a big deal. And moving sucks, so I, I have sympathy for you. Your new setup looks good. You. Wow. We can actually see your background, so you probably want to change that because I know you like to have us. No, not- I'm going to have a. I have all this fucking really sweet art that I got from Comic Con that I have framed. I'm going to be putting up here, so you have some cool, oh, cool, cool, uh, you know, Marvel characters and stuff to look at and stuff. So good. And did you go from? Did you go from like smaller to bigger? I imagine you grew yeah, smaller, from- smaller to bigger, but okay. I took all my shit out of storage, so now it's like still small because okay. You know, anyways enough about me moving but yes you were saying yeah uh i just wanted to just sort of preview that we are going to cover uh die hard which is i think Mm. the greatest christmas movie of all time uh i found a friend of ours who doesn't agree with that so that's why i invited him on our show next week so uh really okay i put it out on facebook i said like who you know, is is Die Hard the greatest Christmas movie of all time? And I got like ten yeses and one no. And the first no was Chris Simpson, so I hit him up. I'm like, come on. Good. Someone else that can hate on it. Yeah, <laughs> Die Hard's amazing. I know you're not going to be able to hate on it. With me, it's pretty. Right? It's pretty. It's pretty decent. But um, yeah. I think we'll, well, we'll see. We'll see. All right, guys. Well, I think this was a great show. I thank you again, uh, Nathan. Um, I just want to end by um, saying I will see you in hell, and Chris, I will see you in hell. I'll see you both, you motherfuckers, in hell. <laughs> Chris? I will see you in hell. And to the audience <laughs> there, are you not entertained? Oh, yeah. <laughs>